Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. This is pretty controversial. Police reform advocates claim that these new sweeping measures will help weed out the bad cops, if you will. But law enforcement authorities say this is a bad idea, and they believe that it's criminals that eventually will be the ones that benefit from this. Take a look at your screen. This is what it means. The package includes provisions to increase the civil liability limit on lawsuits involving police from $400,000 to now $890,000. An officer convicted of causing serious injury or death through excessive force will now face 10 years in prison, new limits on no-knock warrants, and a statewide body camera mandate. Now, the state's law covers due process for officers accused of misconduct. Advocates for repeal have called it one of the most extreme in the nation. The new law will also give more oversight power to civilians. When black and brown Marylanders lose their trust in our police force, their police force, it is like acid slowly eating through the framework of our democracy. When we lose trust, we risk the outcome that President Lincoln warned us about that our nation may perish from this earth. And let me welcome <clears throat> State Senator C. Anthony Muse. Um, and um, he, uh, and thank you so, so much. Um, My pleasure. Do you know, um, let me ask, are you, are you still a member of the State Senate? No, I'm not a member of the State Senate uh, at this point. Um, and, and, but you were, and I think before leaving, Yes. Uh, clearly had a large part. Oh yes, this, this, to deal I, with this, this started for me oh. back. Uh, Joe, first, good morning to you. And good morning, Rep. Yeah, Bishop. This this started for us back in 1995, working wow. on this legislation. I was a part of the uh, up until two and a half years ago, as a part of the uh, Judicial Proceedings Committee, and it actually came out of uh, the concerns over our involvement with the Archie Elliott case. Because had many of these laws been in effect then, it would have been much easier to go after and prosecute those officers who killed them. And we, as you know, we ended up, uh, we've talked about the Archie Elliott case, this uh, uh, young man who was, you know, basically uh, shot multiple times, handcuffed behind his back, strapped in the front seat of a police cruiser, and demonstration after demonstration, Correct. and um, and we ended up uh, pushing. And so this goes all the way back. And so let's fast forward. If this, this imagine the timing of what they did in Maryland, the legislators did to what's going on today. Speak to that. When you look at what's going on today, there has been a, a somewhat of a shift with uh, the police reform. Most of the most of the legislators that I've dealt with uh, for over 16 years, 16 years in the legislature, have been afraid to touch these issues primarily because of the, the power of the fraternal order of police that many were afraid to go against. 
with the situations being as extreme as they are now, the cases being extreme as they are, it made it a lot more uh, palatable for some to jump on board. But there are those who are there, and Senator Joe Carter, who worked with me when I was back in the House of Delegates before I was a senator, some of the provisions that she was able to add on to would be very helpful, I'm hoping, and and, and not incurring and uh, putting an end or at least uh, making a dent not just in the police murders, but in the high number of brutality cases and their records of, records of police officers who have uh, many, many complaints are out of sight from the public, hiding behind the blue shield, etc., uh, hiding behind uh, the whole uh, law enforcement officer's bill of rights, having officers, police officers, police themselves with little or no civilian uh, involvement. These things have changed, and this bill is a very sweeping bill. All of these bills are very strong. The use of force may be the strongest in the country. Uh, again, inserted uh, by Senator, uh, Senator Carter, the penalties, the Anton, Anton's bill, allowing for disclosure of police disciplinary files. I mean, it, it goes a long way. And it's, we still have a ways to go when you look at what's happening in other states. But this was a very good move by uh, by the legislature. And, and and but now let's look at the fact that the governor uh, vetoed it. Exactly. Um, now Again, the, yes. and then and then let me part two. Uh, uh, Bishop means the governor vetoed it, <clears throat> but your state legislature didn't stand by. They turned around and overrode his veto. So walk us through that. Correct. They uh, over. They had the votes uh, in the uh, House and in the Senate. Uh, the two-thirds majority needed to override uh, the veto. He vetoed one bill, and the other two he allowed to go into law without his signature and without vetoing them simply means he didn't support them. And we know that many Republicans are, are advocates, uh, no matter what, in some cases, of, of, the, of the police force. It's as though there are no bad apples. It's as though there are no cases worth looking at. And it's like the FOP, who, by the way, uh, they're in the in the Chauvin case. They're they're, still, they're paying the legal fees um, uh, for him. And then, unlike Maryland now, uh, in that state, the other three police officers, uh, their firings can be overturned by a arbit- by arbitration, mostly consisting of, of 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 police officers on that committee. So we've we've come a long way with that with that, but I think that the the extreme cases and because they're getting publicity moved a lot of the legislators who would would not be interested in this. For example, on my committee, the mm-hmm. Judicial Proceedings Committee, we could never get the votes not only because of Republicans but two or three conservative Democrats who would also side with Republicans on issues um, dealing with. Uh, um, uh, police uh, brutality, murders, etc. And that that their concern was that politically they were getting blowback from the police fraternal organizations. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, when it came to this bill of putting civilians on the board, uh, I got all kinds of blowback. In fact, I'm not supported by the Fraternal Order Police, wasn't endorsed by them, but, they got, but they, they, they've got to go further than that. They don't represent the Fraternal Order Police. They represent the citizens, and police serve the citizens of whatever state, whichever state they are in, and they were afraid they would they would the fraternal order police would withhold uh, funding for campaigns as a union they would work against them and many were just afraid of that. So walk us briefly, uh, just and, and I thank you so much taking the time to be with us. My pleasure uh, on, on this one. Just just outline in in bullet points what this law does and when does it go into effect. One, one of these bills go into effect in uh, actually in October. So in October, they would go into effect. Uh, another one would not go into effect into another two years. On the, for example, on the uh, cameras, uh, body cameras, there is a grace period for smaller jurisdictions, as they put it, to uh, be able to comply with this or not be able to comply with it until 2025, which means you've got a watch for uh, sunset provisions and in the bill, meaning there will be some coming in between now and 2025, depending on who's in, they could they could change some of this. But uh, to walk through the, the um, new disciplinary process with all civilian committees rather than trial boards of fellow officers, they so uh, civilians will be able to consider evidence and decide whether officers should be disciplined. Sheriffs and police chiefs will be able to have more power to fire. Uh, bad officers uh, without uh, the, without the blowback from the uh, fraternal order of of a police. You know the body cameras provision, and then the use the use of force is extremely important here, very important. The criminal penalties up to ten years in prison. Any force, any force used must be necessary and proportional to prevent uh, an imminent threat of injury or achieve a legitimate law enforcement objective. That's very important. Uh, it, it, some would say it's controversial. I say it's needed. A newly created un, uh, a unit in terms of investigation of police ki- uh, killings within the Maryland Attorney General's office will Whoa. investigate all police killings. So of wait, now let me stop. Let me stop you there, Bishop uh, Muniz. So where you, the, you know police forces agencies have their own internal investigation. Yes, but yes. but what you're saying, this law creates and and and. A un- an investigative unit in the attorney general's office, which is separate from the law enforcement agency. That's correct. Okay. That, wow. That's correct. And including uh, in Baltimore, where the Baltimore Police Department currently investigate uh, those cases themselves. And so that, that's why officers get off. Number one, you, you, uh, up, up until this bill passed, you couldn't look at the prior uh, history of, a, uh, of complaints against police officers because <laughs> they did not have to release the information. Wow. Now there are provisions where they would have to release the information. Now here's one that's really important. With the surplus military gear, it puts limits on what kinds of surplus gear law enforcement agencies uh, in Maryland can obtain 
from uh, from the uh, U.S. Department of Defense, uh, like grenade launchers, explosives, silencers, aircrafts, drones, vehicles outfitted with offensive weapons. So um, that that that's important. One. So that. Uh, provision uh, that bill Anton, Anton's law, by the way, sponsored by uh, by uh, many of them in the House and led by uh, Delegate Carter. And I mention her name because for all of these years, sometimes they were the only ones. She was among the only ones who would sign on to this legislation when we would propose it. And so this was very important to allow that public view, public view of records long kept. Uh, confidential, now the public would have rights to it. The no-knock warrants, which you know have caused many problems uh, in our county, allowing police officers to burst in a home unannounced. Now, the way that they've done it now, they have to demonstrate that uh, knocking would endanger lives. It would go beyond just a judge. It would be determined uh, with the input of the state's attorney in that particular jurisdiction. They'll be limited to daytime hours, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., except in emergencies. But they have to prove that the standard has been lifted to clear and convincing evidence rather than I have a suspicion that this is going on in a particular place. So all of that is extremely important. And it's in that bill. Yes, it's in the bill's passed, yes. Wow. You know, I and I appreciate you breaking it down in a way that we can all comprehend it without a bunch of legal... Right, right. <laughs> and I you served know. on that committee, and I tell you, I served maybe ten of my sixteen years there. I served wow. on the judicial proceedings committee, which handled most of this, and almost all of this kind of legislation was killed in committee and never made it to the floor. See, people have to understand, as I've said, and you, you, I know we've worked together so closely. The the ship of the state does not move like a speedboat. And, uh, you, you know, you get so much oppos- uh, opposition, but uh, you deserve uh, those those uh, 10 years running that committee, uh, tremendous credit. I know sometimes the credit goes to once the <laughs> the one that cuts the ribbon <laughs> gets right. the credit. <laughs> but but uh, that's why I wanted to get, I said, when I, when I, when I was following this in, in the Maryland legislature, I say there's only one person I want to talk to, and that is Bishop C. Anthony Muse, because I know what you went through, and I also know that uh, you were right there with us uh, all the time when we were in front of the uh, state's attorney's office with uh, Mrs. Elliott and her case right. with Archie Elliott. So. Uh, it's it's it, it, it it's a blessing to uh, uh, have this finally become law. Yes, I I'm hope just, others... no matter who, I'm just grateful that it's become law, and I'm hoping that in years to come we can tighten up some of the other areas that kind of you know uh, didn't make it this time. But this is a, a, a sweeping bill, and to uh, uh, Senate President Ferguson and uh, 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 Speaker Jones, who as the lead, if you don't have the leadership behind you on this, it's going no place, and that's what's happened in many years past. But yeah. having leadership to come together. We 
willing to look at this, willing to move it through, that makes all the difference. You can do it without the threats, without the punishment, uh, and, and all else that's involved in issues like this if you continue to push it against leadership. So my head's off to them. All right. Uh, Bishop Muniz, thanks for taking the time. We may be back in touch because other, I, I do hope other state legislators and lawmakers who are listening will uh, uh, contact, well, well, I'm certain they'll see this legislation right. and try to duplicate it. I know Kentucky is uh, planning to do something similar, and it now appears Minnesota's going to have to step up its game, too. Yes, it has yeah. to be done. They cannot, then they are servants of the people, and they cannot hide behind uh, their, 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 their codes and hide behind the blue shield. They can't do this anymore. They have the lives of people in their hands, and the only ones who have a legal authority to actually take a life and uh, have no kind of repercussions whatsoever. This, I think, I know it will make the officers think twice about brutality, about uh, their records, about their history that can be disclosed at any time from this point forward. It's, it's very important, and I'm proud that Maryland has done this. All right. Thank you for being with us. God bless you. Good to talk best, to you, too. Uh, best to you and Pat. Uh, send Thank my you. love to her. Thank you. Sorry, I will, and likewise. Thank you. All right. Okay. Love your show, Thank man. You. I've been listening to you for two years. My my pops turned me on to your show. Smart father. And I've been I've been hooked ever since. Thank you. You know, I, I during the break there, I just happened to look at my email. I I swear, you know, I I, I shouldn't mention. So somebody emails me and says, you know, Joe Madison misspoke when he said uh, the uh, uh, the golfer was the first Asian uh, to uh, know Tiger Woods was. Oh, Jesus. You know, guys, first of all, I didn't misspeak. What did did I say? I said the first Japanese. 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 Number one. Let's start there. Number two. Y'all want to debate whether Tiger is black or not? Tiger's still debating that. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, he is the me. first Asian. His I, I mother mean, is Thai. It, I, I, this is why it, it, it's you know this is why I respond because it's you know people you know just listen, just li- and then they get and then they get the, and they get this you know this is one of the reasons why I I always look at tweeting and email. I don't know whether the person was. You know, well, you misspoke. Okay, let me move on. And and by the way, uh, former state senator C. Anthony Muse did not misspeak, did he? See, if y'all would spend more, see, this is the other thing. If people would spend more time dealing with, I mean, really serious issues and listen to the information that we provide, the information that we provide in the morning, we'd be a lot further along than to sit up here and bust my chops over whether or not I said Asian or Japanese. And by the way, missed the whole point of, of me bringing it up. It was the, the irony is what I was talking about. Let me go to the phones. 
Uh, Matt from Pennsylvania. Hey, Matt, go ahead. You're on with Madison. Good morning, Joe. How you doing? I'm okay. Under the circumstances, I'm just going to get to this real quick. I'm not a police officer, but it's obvious. Um, it's it's hit on the nail. The taser and the and the gun is separate. I believe in my heart that these officers are trained so well they could pull a fucking gun out in the dark and know which one is which. which oh, is which. You, you hit it. You hit it. So, you are absolutely. So, you know what? Anybody. It, 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 that's why I said. If I give you a, if I put a, let's say, a shot put in your hands that weigh 38 ounces mm-hmm. in your right hand and a another shot put that weighed eight ounces, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference? Of course you would. But mm-hmm. let me, let, 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 and, and then let's go, let's go another step further. If, you're, if your dominant hand is right hand, that's where your gun is. Mm-hmm. And you've got to reach across your body to get to the left side to get the taser. Now, let's go back again. You just heard somebody called the Madison Show, whose nephew was on the scene, eyewitness, who said that gun was drawn when she got out of the car. Now, what am I talking Now, again... That's what has come across on our show just this morning. Then you get a chief of police who says, oh, well, it was an accident. And then a, 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 um, a city manager who tries to one-up the mayor, who, by the way, employs your ass by saying, mm-hmm. no, we're going to do due process. When the mayor already has said what, what, what he thinks, and 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 you know and and I'm glad the mayor, what's his name, um, Mike Elliott. I'm glad he did. He he said what he did, and I'm glad he fired the city manager. I just Thanks got one you. more thing to say, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. What I wanted to say also too, and I don't even have a trained eye, but her gun was pulled. She hollered, "Taser, taser, taser!" as an audio uh, distraction. No, no, so no, no, with- no, 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 no. Look, okay. the purpose, let's just, the purpose is yelling so that other officers know right. they're getting ready to light up the, 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 uh, the victim. And so back, well, what- you, that, that's why. Now, I mean, it, well, it, it, maybe it was her, you know, this is what's going to be proven. But this, but once again, she, you know, she knew she had a gun in her hand. I mean, guys, we, we, you know, we don't need to get into, you know, we get into breaking it down. It's just something. I mean, again, if you just go by the weight, that's the first thing I thought of. Mike, and nobody is calling in. Now, let me tell you what's interesting. is not one officer has called in and said, oh, you, you, it's hard to distinguish between the two. Not one. I got one minute, Mike, from Alabama. Go ahead, first-time caller. Good morning, Joe. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Uh, uh, Kudos to your show. I listen to you as often as I can. Uh, I have a question pertaining to the um, uh, air freshener thing. Uh, Are they going to start taking uh, 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 issues with uh, the uh, handicapped? Placards that own the cars because good point down here in Alabama, 
The good point. The, down here now, the, the placard right at the top says, important, remove good before point. driving. Good point. This because this one when this one got when this one officer called in only have ten seconds said oh no the reason it's up there is because it distracts your vision well then what about those oh and, and Sam said something at serious at serious XM we're given a, a, a something hey it's Madison the Black Eagle and here's a highlight from today's show. <laughs> 